0: Hey guys, welcome back to another installment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. As always, I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, all the way from sunny Perth, Western Australia. The Pels played again. The Pels played again. The road trip continues. They took the Lakers on and they threw away another game. So, unfortunately, guys, I mean, as the title probably suggested, <laughs> you had my thoughts on the game from the very get-go. Uh, if you've been following me on Twitter, which is, of course, at LyleSwithenBank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, you would have saw my thoughts on the game. Um, Wowzer! This was one that... I actually tip the Pelicans going in, and um, good friends of the show, tallysite.com, I'm an analyst over there as well, and put my tips in every day uh, as to who's going to go in. And um, I was the only analyst, the only NBA analyst who picked the Pelicans. And uh, it turns out I was wrong. Um, But for half a game, I looked like an absolute genius. The lead... The team actually. Let's before we even get to any leads that we may or may not have squandered. Once again, the team came out. It was a, it was a revenge game. You know, all of these guys, uh, Jay, Hart, and um, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo. Uh, these guys were all ex Lakers who had traded down in the famous uh, and unforgettable Anthony Davis trade of yesteryear. And. It was a chance for them to say, "Look, look at us now." You know, Bi. This was the first time meeting the Lakers since he signed his max extension. Which, if he had been in the Lakers, perhaps he would not have even got close to that, um, and developed into the All Star that he's become. So it was really a chance for him to go at arguably the best front court in the league, or with LeBron and um, an AD. I mean, LeBron's sort of a all. Oh, court player but um we'll say it was listed at the three for then and unfortunately it really just did not come together first half and second half next to each other were like uh, chalk and cheese you know they just did not marry up at all it was horrific honestly I yeah so frustrating and um you know I had a few of my mates around and we were sitting there watching it and um it was at 11 o'clock in the morning for me, so it was good. Woke up me Saturday morning and, yeah, we'll start my day with a with a good Pels win against the top-ranked Lakers. And, unfortunately, we were belted in the end. Um, now, if we get to the game, quarter one, we came out on an absolute tear. Absolute tear. And, um, you know, we, we got out to this lead that was just... Phenomenal. You know, the first quarter, biggest lead, we're up by 25, uh, by 15, I think we got to 14. Um, at half, we went in, I don't know, eight or nine up. And it really was a game of, of two halves. The Lakers looked lackadaisical. They looked like they didn't really care. They didn't want to be there. It was just another game for them. Um, LeBron and AD were doing. Not much at all, you know, in terms of scoring. Um, Anthony Davis looked a bit hampered with a sore ankle, which he later, I don't even think he played in the second half. Um, Or if he did, it was very sparingly. And if you have a look at the the actual game timeline, they call it the lead tracker on uh, NBA.com. There's a whole heap of blue in the first half going upwards and a whole heap of purple going down in the second half. And the two mountains, or the worm, we call it, down in a... In uh, Australia, um, was pretty much symmetrical um, on the either uh, across the two halves. Now, what that was based off? Well, you know we're really good at giving up either one of those middle quarter leads. Um, we've done that flat out, so we build a massive first quarter, come out firing. And as per the norm, squander it in the middle two uh, quarters, and then we just blown out in the last quarter. It was just basically a write-off. Um, frustrating, frustrating loss. Because again, when you've built a big lead, you need to protect that. And by halftime, it was all square, or one point, or something like that. And you're sitting there going, "What happened here? How has this? How has this occurred?" What's happened here? And I suppose something that frustrated me was the fact that this was a winnable game. We had them absolutely on the ropes. They had no answer whatsoever until we decided to beat ourselves. And whether that's a combination of poor um, coaching down the stretch, um, I mean, it's, it's still only 10 games, but Stan has whiffed on a few late, qu- uh, late surges as well as throwing the ball away. I'm going to preach this, and I've been preaching it the last... I don't know what... The whole of this losing streak, which is now at five games, I'm fairly certain. Stop turning the ball over. Just take care of it. If we need to play even slower than we already are, well then... Go and do it. Because whatever we're doing at the moment... to to put this in perspective, and I mean I rant and raven and carry on, but we had twenty turnovers. The Lakers had six. Six to twenty turnovers. Do you know how easy that is for them to get buckets when you're turning the ball over that frequently and not being able to match it by turning them over well, turning them over at all? They took care of it. You know, you have a look at fast break points. They only just Outscored us with that. Second chance points, only just above in that. Points in the paint we won. But that wasn't the issue. All of these things we've been doing consistently all the way through. The issue is the fact that when we turn the ball over, points off turnovers are astronomical. They're absolutely killers. And if you're going to give the ball up all the time like that, and in stupid situations such as throwing the pass to the corner too high or stepping out of bounds or I don't know, um, you know trying to throw it into the post two times in a row, Nikhil did that and all props to him for his last game but we've moved on from that now back it up, you know, you're a starter again he goes to throw it in Schroeder gets a steal alright, comes down the court again they score the exact same play and what Schroeder do, he just grabs it again he goes, well, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to get the same result. You know, history's going to repeat itself unless you you adjust. And, um, yeah. On the night, five lead changes. Longest run was 15. That was absolutely by the Lakers. Um, yeah, and it, and it got out of hand. It really was one of those games that you'd like to forget. Um, because you had a real chance to say, oh, hang on, you could show a bit here. And... I don't know what happened at halftime, but if you're not going to show up, well, then you might as well sit on the bench. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty woeful in the end, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I was frustrated, and I I think the guys are better players than that, and that's what frustrated me. I think. I mean, if we head over to the box score, you know, what do we got? Even if we just have a look at the plus minus. The only person that was a plus, I know, there were three players that were a positive on the night. The first was Najee Marshall, who played three minutes and he had one rebound and one assist, and that was all he did. Kyra Lewis came on, he played 10 minutes, he was a plus two, and he had Two assists. Jackson Hayes was a plus eight. He was our best player in the plus minus on the night. That says a lot. He played seven minutes. Shot four or five from the field. He had eight points. Four rebounds. Three assists. The guy was great. The guy actually had had a block as well. And, you know, he did have one turnover. But if that's your best, you know, Brandon Ingram, minus 24. Zion, minus 15. Adams was minus 21. Hart, minus two, Nikhil, minus five, minus seven for Bledsoe, minus six for Nikola Melli, which I'll get to him. He can just bide your time. We'll uh, we'll rant and rave about him in a second. Uh, JJ Redick minus twenty two. It's not really good enough, and it's highlighted. So if I I've got my little stats in front of me, we have a look at the turnover column. And so I'm going to get my little highlighter out and I'm going to talk about that. Brandon Ingram four turnovers. Zion, four turnovers. Nikhil, five turnovers in 20 minutes. Eric Bledsoe, three turnovers in 20 minutes. And he had pink eyes, so you know, whatever eye infection he's got there, I can understand him not being able to see. But if you're not right to go, then don't play. You've got to be treated as you're 100% healthy. I I don't like that if an injured player or a player that's affected by something comes onto the court, then they have to be 100%. I'm... I don't buy into that coming back at ninety percent and saying that you're right to go. There's, there's no point in doing that because um, it doesn't help your team. Redick three turnovers. Jackson had one, but you know you you live with that. He wasn't on long enough to really affect anything. He come up in garbage time, barely didn't appear in the second half at all. After he was actually okay in the first half. Instead, we rode the terrible shooting of Nicola Melli. He had two air balls. One was from about 10 feet out. Uh, He did a beautiful pump fake, stepped into a 10-footer, and missed the basket. It looked like it was being passed to Stephen Adams. Honestly, it was horrific. And Melly, I don't know, since he's been here, he hasn't really shown much. He did nothing today. Um, Why he got 20 minutes, and they persisted with him um, instead of Jackson or... You know, I've been the biggest... like. I've been the most critical of Jackson throughout the journey. But he's shown something in the last two games that Nicola Melli has not. Um, So, just get him back on. You know, you need a a genuine big man. And as I talked to him, I think it was before the season even started, it was pre-season, go and get a genuine big man. Or if you're going to throw the house at Beal, then go and do it because it's got to happen now if you want to salvage this season. And it might sound critical, but now we're sixth of the way through the season. Or seventh, I guess. We're playing 72 games. You've got 62 games to adjust. It's got to happen soon. And if it doesn't happen on this road trip, well then, when we get back, back to New Orleans, well, they've got to reset. They've got to work out what they want out of this season. Because if it's a lost season, you know, you're second last in the West now, then it means bigger minutes for Kyra. It means bigger minutes for Nikhil. It means you don't see as much of Bledsoe. You try to move him or, or do something like that. You don't see hardly anything of JJ. And you basically wave the white flag. And that's got to happen maybe in the next, uh, probably the next 30 games. You know, When you get about 40, and 40 games in, you can sort of work out, especially in the shortened season. You'll sort of work out where you're at you know, if we're aiming for a play-in spot, uh, which is between spots 8, 9, and 10, I think, uh, we're still a little while off that. Regardless of what uh, James Harden leaving Houston means, they've still got good players. They've still got Oladipo, and they they got him. Still got Christian Wood, still got John Wall. They're still going to be a, a problem. We can't let other teams d- d- uh, dictate our... Future. We saw that what happened with the Suns when they let that happen in the bubble. They went 8-0 no, and they couldn't get in because other teams won. So super frustrating. We need a genuine big man off the bench because Zion at the 5 is okay in spot minutes but this Zion, JJ, Nicola Melli lineup is horrific. Honestly, it is like trying to hold water in a in a paper bag. It's just not going to happen. The defense is an absolute sieve. So, gosh, so difficult. And the offense just was putrid. That second half offense was absolutely putrid. But all right. So I've had my little rant, and it's all well and good to pile on and and you know you whinge about it and you lose by thirty or. 25 or whatever it was in the end Um, but how do we fix it what do we do so you got your first half you got my first half carry on now I'm going to talk about ways that we go and fix this firstly we need to work out what this offensive scheme is if it is this slow it down and play in the half court well then we need to play like we're going to do that We don't go fast and slow alternating. We can't play this dump off to Zion or dump off to BI and say, all right, well, you guys go and spend 20 seconds of the shot clock, and if you don't get fouled and just miss the shot, well, we'll live by that. That's not a genuine game plan, and I think if we are going to play this um, switching offense and switching defense, well, We really need to work out, or have full buy-in, I guess, from the team, and then um, address it from there, because it was tough. Okay, you had Lonzo out, but he's been hit and miss anyway, so you still had 90% of your team. Zion and and BI are the ones that you you need to win games, and, and you had them. Everyone else is just extra. Yeah something we're going to have to have a look at. Um, of course, defense defense is one of those things that we're, that we're not too bad at. You know, Stephen Adams is really, really, really good. And underrated almost as to what he brings to the Pelicans. And I see this on Twitter. Oh, what do we do this with Stephen Adams? Well, he's there because he's a big body. He gets rebounds and protects our younger guys and the smaller bodies. He creates space by being in the way of other players. You have a look at how many pull-up jumpers we get, which are wide open because Stephen Adams' player sags off into the paint and, and all of a sudden we're just lighting them up from mid-range or from three. The issue is we can't hit threes. So, what we really need is that genuine big man or a lineup that works well for our personnel. You can't get caught overreacting to other teams. And if that means you want to go small at some point, well, then go small. But go small, but go smart. Play Zion at the five, but then slide Brandon Ingram to the four and play Hart, Bledsoe, Lonzo, or, or JJ Lonzo, or whoever you want on there. But Or Nikhil, you know. Play these guys... That deserve minutes because currently we're just handing him out like everyone deserves them, and everyone is saying that Darwin oh, and Gabriel will come back and he'll be the saviour. And but the guy was what a rookie two years ago. He didn't play much at Portland until he played in the bubble, and he himself is not a proven talent. So we we put all these hopes on this young guy. He's a 23 year old as well. I think he's a fantastic player, but I don't think he moves the needle to the point that these that people out there are, are hoping. And I think we should taper expectations when he comes back because he's going to be severely underdone as well. Like the Stan he was talking, he, uh, he said he's had one training so far since he's been back. So he might be available, but it depends what you contribute and if you can learn the system and the like. So the final thing I think that we really need to focus in on is taking care of the basketball. If you're going to go in and turn the ball over four times each and five times if you're one of the guards and foul a whole heap and look lackadaisical at different times, and then when you do turn it over, not at least try to stop the fast break or the easy bucket or be accountable on defense, that's what frustrates me. This transition defense, when you get caught off a silly turnover... I mean, I'll harp on it to the to the cows come home, but it is uh, it is frustrating, to say the least. But, you know, the season is still young, so I carry on. We're 11 games in, um, and I'm sitting here going, oh, this is no good, but it is frustrating. And I know Pels fans are sitting there going, well, when's this, this losing streak going to finish? Well, we had, I think, a seven-game losing streak last year, and then after that, we went on a bit of a tear. So hopefully we could do that this year. I don't know how feasible it is, um, but we'll have a crack. We haven't played too many Eastern State, uh, Eastern Conference teams yet, so they might be all right. We'll get a few weaker teams to get the confidence up. Um, but again, we can't just bank on beating Easy Beats um, because we managed to turn the ball over so much that... Um, that it doesn't make much difference because they they hang with you. You can't just blow teams out. Now, my... Well, before we get to that, of course, thank you to the sponsors, mybookie.ag, great friends of Hoopball, uh, of course, manscaped.com, Hoopball20 is the code. Go and use that. Uh, get yourself 20% off. You might need a shave after your your holiday time and you're going back to work. Well, go and get something like that and uh, take care of yourself because, yeah, they produce good stuff. Uh, and, of course, go and check out everything over at hoop-ball.com because they have whatever you want, really. Heaps of NBA information, uh, fantasy staff, draft guides, um, betting guides, a Discord group where you can just chat to any of us. Uh, on there whenever you want and ask us fantasy questions, NBA questions, whatever you want. Uh, You you get it directly from the horse's mouth. So go and check that out. Um, I've got some subscription options. I've got a heap of free stuff over there as well. So go and check it all out. Now, before I wrap it up, we'll do the three takeaways from the game. Uh, Number one, we threw away an opportunity to prove that we hang with the, the big boys in, in the West um, or even hang in the West it was disappointing to see another middle of the game fade out. I don't understand what it is. I don't understand the rotations in the fourth quarter whatsoever um, or the end of the third where this lead just continued to grow we need some in-game adjustments and um, and I don't know how to fix that. I'm, yeah, there's much more better basketball minds out there than me, but uh, we got to sort that out. Uh, number two is patience on offense. We don't need to rush. We don't. You got twenty four seconds. You get twenty four seconds every single time. If passing into the post is not the best option, then don't pass into the post. If you're getting double teamed, try to pass out of it so that we can hit the open man. Don't just dig through and, and hope that you're going to get a whistle because if you get Lakers umpires, they're not going to give you any whistles. Today, the, the referees were putrid, absolutely putrid uh, in terms of the, the Pelicans. They were getting belted every time they went for the basket. But you can't live or die by the free throw line. You really can't. So patience, patience, patience. And number three, please take care of the basketball. It's like you're allergic to it, guys. Get hold of it. You know? Um take care of the basketball because twenty to six turnovers is just too much it's it kills you it absolutely kills you you watch a big lead evaporate against the top side if you get up 25 you break the back of a team if you just keep building on your lead and don't take your foot off their throat you 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 break them you break the the lead or you break the other team and and you come away with a victory. We just have not had that killer instinct this year. And you know, B.I. preached it, but it's time to talk the talk, I think. So that's the three uh, little key takeaways that I've liked to be doing, actually. It's quite a nice way before we jump into a preview of the next game, which is on Sunday, uh, US time. So for me, it will be Monday morning. So you'll probably get a. Uh, post game what Tuesday morning I suppose once I uh once I get back from work on Monday night. Yeah, that'll work out. Something like that. So we take on the Ooh who do we take on? Got another game away. We got the Kings. So this is a good test. We're four and seven on the season. They're five and eight. Similar sort of team. Uh nine PM So a little bit earlier than what you've been doing um, recently. But hopefully we can pull this one out. I I think this is one of the real games that we need to come out and blow these guys out of the water early. They've been just as dysfunctional as us. So let's go and sort that out. Um, It'd be really good to get a win here and just get some confidence back in our guys. Come on, we're the Pelicans. We've got a good side. We've got two All-Stars there. We've got all-defensive second-team player. you got Nikhil Alexander-Walker who can go off for 37 on any given night. We've got to dig in. Get the confidence up. Nicola Melli, you played in Europe. It's just a little bit further out. Practice your shooting. Back yourselves. I think I'll leave you with that. I've had enough of a rant and a rave. Um, guys, of course head over to HoopBall, listen to the other podcasts as well. If you've got other teams or any other NBA uh, interests, we'll go and have a listen to all the podcasts out there. If you like a bit of a flutter, um, go and listen to Today in Sports Betting. If you do a bit of fantasy basketball, damn best for a show. NBA Fantasy Today. It's one of the best in the business. Guys, we've got so much going on over there. But what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Um, we'll put a pin in it. Look after yourselves. I'll, uh, I'll have a chat to you on well, after the game on Sunday. Let's hope for a win. Wear your masks and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you then. Bye for now. This has been a HoopBall presentation.